Welcome to Read This, Read That. I am Jackie Reed. I'm Joanne Reed. I don't have any spinach in my teeth. I hope you don't either. So you just finished eating? I did. You know, and, and what did one you have? <laughs> I'll tell you some of what I had. I had some Ezekiel bread, which tastes like cardboard. So Jazz has me eating Ezekiel bread because I'm trying to be healthy. So I had some. It's I better had, for you. It is better for me. I had some Ezekiel bread. I had a nice big bunch of spinach because I eat spinach with everything. Everything I eat, that's why I'm saying I hope I don't have my teeth. Because every good. meal I have, I find a way to put spinach in it. If it's a smoothie, spinach is in it. It's because yep. I try to get a lot of spinach into my meal. And I might have had I might have had some eggs because I needed something quick. I told you to try just egg, but you don't want to hear me. I'm just egg, it's, you should give it a try. It's just like, a, no, I love that you had spinach. I try to do that too. It's a good idea to, if you think about it this way, just try to have something green mm-hmm. at every meal, every meal, meal. If you're snacking, no, but at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm-hmm. people wouldn't think about including something green right. in their breakfast, but you can put it into so many things with spinach. Oh, you can snack green too. You can snack yeah. green too. Because like, you know what I've, I've tried? Like you can do celery with some peanut butter on it or celery with some almond butter, which is good. Yeah. Um, I love cucumbers. So you can just pop cucumbers. I just slice them up. Ooh, and some vinegar. vinegar. See, I don't like the vinegar bit. I'm what? Like, you don't like cucumbers and vinegar? Uh, no, that don't sound good. Girl, with some tomatoes and white onions. Just let it marinate for a minute. But I can just eat. Oh, my mouth is watering now. It's so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> cucumbers soaked in vinegar. I love oh, cucumbers. But you like pick. You probably like. A pickle. I like pickles. Yeah, that's why you, you don't like. like yes, you don't like pickles. Wow. I like sweet pickles. The only pickles I like are the are the bread and butter sweet pickles. Oh, you don't like dill pickles? I do not. You don't. Did you ever, when you were little, get the pickles in a bag with the juice? My sister and brother did, but I didn't. I never liked it. I just never liked pickles. I've never liked the taste in them. To me, they're too sour. They're too. They're too oh. tart. I just don't like it. See, I'm, that's why I don't, I'm the opposite. I, you know, I don't like the sweets. I love sour. I'm, I was going to say I'm the opposite of most people who love yeah. sweets. I, I'm not a sweets person, but I love sour, salty, savory, yeah. you know, you know, things that that's my thing. So yeah, I, I love, love a salty or a sweet and I, yeah, I'm a salty or sweet girl. I either want some, some sugary stuff or I want like potato chips and salt, but I'm trying to get away from the chips and salt. That's been the hard one. Cause if I have a choice of a snack, I'm going to go salty. I'm going to go Cheetos. <laughs> and I'm trying to walk away from that. Oh that. <laughs> I'm trying to walk away from that gambit because, yeah, I will go right for some Cheetos. I eat a whole bag. Easy. Yeah. See, what I do is I snack on food. So if I've got leftover of something, of a dish or something, I'll eat a small salad or I'll eat a small, and yeah. that will be my snack. I, while I love chips with hot sauce on them, mm-hmm. I have to stay away from the chips. But girl. But that's why you fit into your vegan, sexy, cool fashions. And <laughs> <laughs> you will catch me drinking out of the pickle jar, girl. After all the pickles are gone, I do not throw out the juice. I'm like, <sighs> I feel like my tag is showing on my on my on my head wrap. It's so cute. I love that one. I love that well, one. This one, you know what I love about this particular head wrap? And I got the, I get them all from Ankara. This is another Ankara head wrap. You gotta go to this website. You have to go. To, you have to go to it. Um, this one has. I won't turn it inside out and show you because my hair is a hot mess, but it has the silk lining inside of it. So I'm using this to also take care of my hair. Yeah, that's what's so smart. Getting it done because I get it done every every night for work, um, and I try to minimal touch it. I don't. I try not to touch it other than that, and also working out. You know, sweating. You know, it, all of that leads into it. So I'm trying to really be careful with my hair because now that I'm wearing my own hair, it is a it is a journey. Uh, well, I know you're about to have that journey. Speaking of that journey, you know, that's my wind down for today is my hair. Um, And, you know, I was was just watching the Red Table Talk episode with Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, 
talking about shaving her head bald and she had Tiffany Haddish on and Sidra Smith, you know, Tasha's twin sister, um, all these women who shaved their heads bald. And they were just having this amazing conversation about, you know, just the stress, particularly for black women that comes with trying to maintain our hair. And it's not just those of us that are in the, in the limelight, although there is some extra pressure there, they're going to just be pressure in day-to-day life with women, black women in their hair. You yeah, know, yeah. depending on who, you know, trying to date, who you're married mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. Um, where you work, just societal expectations, right? As to yeah, how yeah. our hair is, but what is considered sexy, mm-hmm. what's considered beautiful. And that shapes what we feel like when we look in the mirror and look at ourselves. Yes. You know what I mean? And I love, let me tell you, if you haven't watched that episode of Red Table Talk, um, it is, it, it's a really good one to watch. But so I, last we spoke on the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> I was headed to Philly to the Duafe Natural Hair Salon. Um, and I love that hair salon. They are so into healthy hair. Uh, Sarita Scott is the, the owner and she's the one who has, she gave me the big chop way back when, you know, mm-hmm. uh, almost two years ago, gave me the big chop. So when I went there, my mind was, okay, I'm about to get my sexy back, right? Uh, my In my mind right. of what my sexy back is. I'm getting ready to cornrow my hair, add some hair in. I'm going to do a big bun. You sent me some great mm-hmm. suggestions for hairstyles. I was like, I'm going to have a, a bun in the back mm-hmm. or I'm going to have some hair down the back. Or that was going to get some length, right? Right. I went there and she was like, um, she said, you got some breakage. I was like, where? She was like on the sides and in the back of your hair. I said, oh, no, no, no. I said, I cut my hair myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? I said, well, yeah, just to taper it a little bit. I said, because my hair grows so fast on the sides and in the back. Mm -hmm. And it's annoying that it's growing over my ears. So I'll just take some scissors and, you know, I wash the hairstylist (laughs) enough. And I put my fingers and whatever hair is hanging out from my fingers. I just clip it off, girl. And I don't even look at the back. I just do it like this. I'm just looking straight in the mirror, clipping the back of my head. So it's a hot mess. Um, So she was like, you're not giving me enough to really grip for a cornrow. And she said, if we do it, then it's going to stress your hair and lead to alopecia. That was all I had to hear. I I was like, let's do something. She said, so let's grow it out. And, you know, let's grow out these. She said, stop cutting your hair. And she was like, let's grow it out. And she gave me these like, twisty kind of things. And I finally got a shape up in the back because that was long overdue. Cause one side of my hair along the nape of my neck grows like all like down to my backbone. And the other one just sits there. Like I ain't go, I'm not competing. This is not a competition for me. I'm going to stay right here. I'll stay here. So I look like a crazy person. Here I stand I at like, your oh. neck. <laughs> I'm not, we shall not be moved. <laughs> I'm not moving. Girl, I got civil rights hair on the right side. <laughs> so she gave me these cute little, like tiny, tiny, tiny little twists that I don't know what to do with. So I ended up, girl, back to the wrap. I got our girl Giselle, stopped by yesterday and, and dropped off a new wig, took my old wig <laughs> to work on that. So I said, I got to stick with the wig game for now until yeah. I figure it out. I, but I, you know, I was watching the Red Table Talk episode and I was like, I wish I was to the point where I just did not care Yeah, that whatever, like if I, if I wanted to, I I don't think I'm ready to shave my head bald, but I wish that whatever my hair was, was enough for me. I am not there. I'm I'm not there with my curl pattern. 
I'm not Damn. there with the length of my hair. I can just get, and it needs to be shaped. It's really not in the style. It's just yes. except for what I've cut, which is <laughs> not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wish I could be there. And I loved watching. I, I even got a little teary eyed when I was watching Jada and that show, because I was like, you know what? It feels so freeing yeah. to just not care about that stuff. But I am not there yet. In my mind, I'm not there. I'm with, um, I'm with so I that's my wind down. What about you? How are you? Because well, I love like, what you're doing with your hair right now. Well, I mean, it's funny because you you say that because I'm really not there either. I mean, honestly, when I went to Coco, who's my stylist in DC, and was like, I intended to go and do the big chop. I wanted to chop it all off and go back to my really short hairstyle that I used to have. The straight um, hair? Straight and short. But well, that's what she said. And she said, Well, now that you're not relaxing your hair, if you cut your hair really short your hair is curly now. It's not straight. It's going to have to be straightened every day. That's right. a lot of heat. That's a, I had the same kind of uh, rude awakening with her right. that you had <laughs> where she said, you know, you, we have to straighten your hair every day to get the style to look right or you're going to have to go to something short and curly. So she said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Let me just see what we're working with and I'll color your hair and then we'll look at it and see what we got. And so she colored it and you see the style that, that it is. But I'm not even all that super comfortable with my hair. I feel like I don't love the shape. I'm always unhappy with it. I've never been happy with my hair ever, 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 mm -hmm. ever in my life. And so it's like this ongoing battle. I almost wish I could shave it off. And I remember interviewing Ayanna Presley, Representative yeah. Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts, who suffered from alopecia and the whole process and the whole loss and the whole sort of mourning process that she had of losing her hair, not by her mm -hmm. own will. And how she came to like feel the confidence to not have to put on a wig and just come out with her beautiful bald head. And by the way, she has an incredible head shape and she's beautiful. So yeah. she got very lucky. She looks amazing with a bald head. You know, I have a cousin that's dealing with cancer that's also dealing with, she's always had really long hair. She's, you know, had the longest hair of the cousins. And you know, with black people, we like, we treasure all the long hair when we have we it. Do. We do, which is, I think, part of our sort of, you know, the reworking of our brains that Europeans did to us. Yeah. Um, and so she's now dealing with having no hair, having really short hair. So it's like it's a I feel like black woman's hair is its own journey and it's its own yeah. struggle. Right. It's a struggle. Right. I don't know why it, it has to be that way. I wish it was. It, it, it were not. And, you know, when I was talking to um, Sarita at Duafe, I was saying to her. You know, I think about, I have been thinking about this a lot. I was like, you know, because I love The Walking Dead. You do too. And yeah. if we were post-apocalyptic, what would I do with my hair then? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I would probably Hold shave it my, all off. I would you know shave I mean? it all off. Or, or I would dread it. Dreading your hair is another option. So we were having some technical difficulties. You guys probably heard like a... a a hissing sound, but we fixed yep. it. So we're going to move on. Um, Joy Ann, so what's your wind down? I understand you've been doing some decorating. Well, not decorating. So this, so I went on a mission last weekend where I just suddenly decided to get into an organizing zone, right? Oh. And I found this incredible place, which I already knew about, but didn't know how fabulous and wonderful it was called the Container Store. Shut up like it's a brand new store. <laughs> I know it's not new. I know and people have been using it, but I wasn't really in on the Container Store vibe until this last weekend. So yeah. the daughter and I went on a mission to the mall. We go to the mall. By the way, I got 7,000 steps in just walking around as much as we were doing, as much walking as we were a doing. A mall is a good thing. Oh, we love it. We found this really wonderful store with all these antiques. I bought all these antique cameras, you know, from like the 1930s all the way back to like mm -hmm. the 1800s. We bought all these beautiful things. So we went shopping and then we end up in the container store. And when I tell you I bought the whole container store, <laughs> I bought all sorts of stuff to organize my drawers, to organize the whole kitchen drawer system. Because you know, you open your kitchen drawers and it's just a whole bunch of spoons Girl. and knives and forks. Yes. 
especially the implements, the serving stuff and the knives and all the stuff. Not even, you know, we, you have one for your eating utensils, but then you open that other drawer and then you got your junk drawer. We had two yeah. junk drawers and it was just too much. And I was like, I need to get these. I hate opening it and just seeing a mess. Yeah. So bought all of these wonderful things. And then I decided, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to stop there. I started with the kids, but I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to also do my bedroom, all those drawers. So bought all of these implements to try to fix those as well. Got home. None of them fit. Oh, all with the wrong size. <laughs> Giant three or four enormous bags of container store stuff. Had to haul them back to the container store again oh the following God. day. We did this on Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday we bought them. Sunday we go back. And they're like, we're going to, that's fine. I couldn't find my receipt, but I'm standing here with like four big, enormous bags of container store materials where they know it had to come from them. And so the other guy comes and he's like, it's clear she bought them from us. Just go ahead and give her the credit. So (laughs) the guy gives us a whole credit. Then I find the receipt. I'm sorting through my receipts. I find (laughs) the receipt. He gives us a, a store credit and some money back. And then I go and I go buy a whole bunch more stuff thinking now I'm going to have the right thing. Girl, when I got back home, you know the stuff still didn't fit. Did you not measure before you went? No, because I'm I'm measuring by eye. What? So <laughs> now I have another four enormous bags. Last night I tried to get in, and and the kitchen is good. The kitchen's done, but the bedroom. I literally unpacked my whole drawer, had all this stuff laying around all over the ground. Went for my container store thing, unwrapped the bag. So excited, stuff, 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 stuff. Shit didn't fit. Oh. So now I'm mad at the container store. I got to go back. And you know what? I still don't have my receipt. I can't find it. Girl, I thought you found it. Oh, you found the old receipt. I found the old receipt, but the new receipt, my dog is literally eating paper right now. Um, That's what they do. He's a billy goat. This is He's insane. a baby. So they, as they're teething. The boredom. My, yeah. But he'll get past that stage. He will. Trust me. It's a girl, but she bad. She'll get past. Yeah, you, well, maybe let's say they. Because we don't know how we don't she know. wants to be identified. Well, how she wants to identify. I mean, she, she, she's a blonde, so we call her Nala Yance. Nala. but we call her Nala Yance. So she's a diva. Listen to me. You know, there is this uh, reality show. I don't know what network it's on. It's not Marie Kondo. Not yes. Marie Kondo. It's these two women. They will come into your home. I've heard about this. And organize spaces. They'll do a closet. They'll organize yes. your kitchen, your pantry. I need that. I love this show. You should yeah. first watch it. Yes. Um, because they are amazing. And I will tell you, there's probably someone in your area who yes. will do this for you. Even though I know you're a very hands-on person. <laughs> I know this. I know this. But you might consider... Uh, because the first thing that they'll do is measure. I can't believe you went there and didn't measure. Girl, I go and I take my measuring, I take the measuring tape with me. And yeah. I have a notebook of all the measurements. And I, I normally would. Mm-hmm. But see, that comes from just living in New York and knowing yeah. that things have to fit a certain way. Yes. If you have a house or you live outside of New York where you're not, you know, limited by space. You're like, if something doesn't fit here, I can put it somewhere else. Somewhere else. But something in this specific case, no. like containers. No, not. So. No. So, but you're going to go back and try it again. I'm going to take them four big ass bags of container store materials back. But this time, the daughter intervened. You know, this is why it's good to have a millennial around because she was like, yeah. she said the same thing you did. You didn't measure. And I was like, wah, wah. So I, I have now, she measured. 
I have written down the measurements and I'm going back again. I'm going in tomorrow, yes. back to the container store, back to the mall. But I love going to the mall. I actually am fascinated by it. I love the mall because it's filled back up again. Like during the, you know, the height of the pandemic, the malls were all empty. You'd go and you'd run in and out. There'd be no one in there. People are back in the mall and there's like a division between, you see a lot of unmasked people who make me nervous. I don't want them near me. And a lot of masked people, because, you know, we're in a state that's very heavily vaccinated. So we're in Maryland. So it's like people are vaccinated here. So there are a lot of people who are unmasked. We're not anti-maskers. They just are vaccinated. And the stores have all these signs that say, if you're vaccinated, you can come in without a mask. So people are taking advantage of it. So it's, I have to sort of work my brain out of the idea of whenever I see an unmasked person thinking they're an asshole. <laughs> I know. I work that, yeah. But again, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week. The government yeah. really needs to stop sending these mixed messages. Yeah. If you are vaccinated, you still need to, to wear, wear a mask, a mask yeah. in yeah. public, especially, or if you're around, because you don't know who's not vaccinated. And if you That's have right. children, you still can contract the virus. 100%. You may be asymptomatic and you can spread it on to someone else, whether they're vaccinated or not. Or not. It's like, yeah. ugh, please. I keep my mask on. Well, we got to do our my, hot. I keep two masks on. Yeah, we got to move on to our hot topics, but I wanted to measure, 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 organize measure. your me- measurements, though. I'm putting, oh, I have notebooks. Yeah, I love a, I love a good notebook. So this time I will go okay. back prepared. Because you don't want to look, you don't want something to say, oh, wait, this measurement was this for this drawer or that drawer? That has right. happened to me. So yeah. you got to really organize. Art tells a story, your story, and inspires others in your community to do the same. This Black History Month, AARP is celebrating the undeniable impact and contributions of Black art and artists everywhere. We're thrilled to celebrate these creatives over 50. Through their work and persistence, they make society a better place by bringing us all closer together. Learn more at aarp.org slash black community. We got to talk about this whole Nicki Minaj situation that you have been dealing with. I know. What is the latest with that? Because I think by now, everybody knows the backstory. So start with what the latest is. Where are yes. they now? Cousin Jackie Aloysius Reed. I cannot believe even that, that that even happened. That was shocking. I had lunch with my boss yesterday. Um, and even she said that when she saw the segment, she just thought to herself, oh, good. I'm glad that they, you know, didn't wait on the story that y'all that we touched on right away. It didn't even occur to her that it was going to go the way it went. It went all sideways. Yeah. So, so the latest on it is that um, the government of Trinidad and Tobago has gotten involved in the situation and refuted um, Ms. Minaj's claim that her cousin's friend um, had his testicles uh, in, in, enlarged by the vaccine. Um, and he was very angry. He said, we wasted a lot of time. You know, he said, we wasted time in looking into this and it's not true. And blah, blah, blah. he was very upset. Um, the British government has got, kind of got involved, commented the bright prime minister of England weighed in and said that is not true because the problem is anti-vax sentiment is strong all over the world and in black communities all over the world, in England and in the Caribbean. So I think there was a lot of alarm in Trinidad that a Trinidadian nationals, or not a Trinidad national, but somebody who was originally, you know, an, an immigrant from Trin- Trinidad, um, who's got connections to the country, who people there admire, would encourage people to not get vaccinated. So that's, I think, why they weighed in. So that has happened. Um, there was a Instagram live um, in which Ms. Minaj 
continued um, to go off on me and also adding Don Lemon. Yeah. Because he reported that the White House um, disputed her claim that they had invited her to the White House. Now, I can tell you that just knowing a little bit about the way these White Houses work, it makes complete sense to me that when they saw that tweet from her saying um, both about the cousin and also saying she was not going to get vaccinated, um, not going to the Met Gala because of uh, not being vaccinated, it makes sense that they would have reached out to her because that's how especially Democratic White Houses work because they have so many connections to the music industry and to popular culture. It makes sense that they probably did reach out to her because remember, Anthony Fauci literally went on Jake Tapper um, the next day at 4 p.m. to dispute it. They put Anthony Fauci out to dispute her tweet because I think they are alarmed at the fact that the vaccination rate has slowed down in the U.S. and it's slowing down among specific groups of people, younger African-Americans and white Republicans um, and younger people of color in general, younger people, period. And so anyone who appeals to young people who says stuff like that, yeah, the White House is going to reach out to you. So I think they did reach out to her. I don't think they said come to the White House because that's not really logical. That's not really how White House visits work. They don't really invite you to the White House. Like there are heads of state that haven't gotten a White House invitation. You know what I mean? They would generally say they're going to contact you or call you. They do that all the time. They will call you and do a background call. So that's probably, she just probably got mixed up between a background call. So I don't think she was trying to be nefarious and lie. I think that she might've mixed up what that invitation looks like because generally that would be a call. Yeah. I mean, listen, I love the way that you handled it after, you know, she went on her Twitter rant um, and just with the name calling and all of that, which was to me so unnecessary. We have to learn with this situation in particular, but with so many others, but this particular, this whole COVID situation, it is, there's a lot of anger on on all sides. And I think it doesn't help when we get into name calling. And I was disappointed that she went there, but I was, I I love the way you and your team handled it. I love that you kept it about, you know, the facts about the crisis that's underhand, you know, that's underway about COVID, about the unvaccinated, you know, uh, about the disinformation that exists out there, particularly on social media. And that's all that you talked about. And I love that you did that. Um, and that was the way that you handled it. And even when you did that, as you said, the next night was this matter. live Twitter thing. So it just kind of is what it is. It's unfortunate, but yeah, it is what know. it is. And, you know, what I will just say about that is that I was I was definitely shocked and disappointed and pretty pissed off with the name calling because, you know, yeah. I definitely tried in my career to do everything I can to boost and support the black community. So those particular names that I got called are so out of bounds. Uh, you know, even Rev Sharpton texted me and he's like, oh no, uh-uh. And even, you know, National Action Network put out a statement, but they shouldn't have had to do that. Like that should not be, you know, I only called her sister. I didn't call her anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no, you did You you did not at all. Yeah, and, and, I, would, and, I, and never would, by the way. Uh, you know, no matter how, even now, even after what she said to me, I'm not, I would never say that about her. But what I what I think happened is that there, as you said, there's a lot of emotion. People are emotionally invested in either being for being vaccinated or being against and being for wearing a mask or against wearing a mask. People are emotionally invested. (laughs) It's become so emotional that it's not rational. 
You know, people aren't having rational debates about this anymore. People are just invested in the emotional side they've picked of either don't bully me to get vaccinated, don't bully me to wear a mask, or what the hell is wrong with you? Get vaccinated and get a mask. Like, those are the two sides. Right. And and there's a lot of fear, not there's a lot of misinformation. A lot. Um, There's a lot of politics involved. But then there are some people who are just operating off of fear, fear of they they don't believe the media. Right. They don't believe the government. They don't believe doctors. Right. And so they lean into the misinformation out of fear that they're being lied to or manipulated. It's unfortunate. But that is a part of this country. It's a part of what exists. Um, It's a problem. I don't know how to fix it. I but it's either. unfortunate. It's something that existed before this pandemic. Definitely. Right. But it I think existed before this pan- pandemic. Well, the reason conspiracy theories are powerful is that they reinforce what you feel in your gut. Right. Exactly. When you see the Sapruder film in your gut, you think yes. there's no way that one guy killed the president of the United <laughs> States from the top of that book depository building. There had to right. be more there. Right. Had, so if you start, if, if people start saying, <laughs> well, you know, you know, uh, you know, Lyndon Johnson <laughs> didn't really like Kennedy. And then you build right. from there. Well, you know, the mafia. Well, you know, well, you know, that actually in, in a weird way is more comforting to think there's a big conspiracy theory than to think that a simple thing happened that is Occam's razor as you see it. Right. So conspiracy theories are very comforting. And America with Dr. King. And yeah, his, absolutely. Right. It's yeah, hard to believe. A lot of that, people believe know, it may have been the FBI. It may have been, you know, or some kind of or Malcolm X. Yeah. Some kind of government and, you know, of the some agency of the U.S. involved in his death. They exist. They 9/11. Existed. Come on. Long 9/11. before COVID. A it, long time. When I used to be on the radio, everybody was re- was watching Loose Change. And we, you know, all of us were, you know, all radio people were looking at Loose Change. And it was sort of fascinating to see how they were unfolding this whole story. But that it's just somehow more comforting to think that a big thing happened than that a simple bad thing happened. Because then life feels more random if just a random person can kill the president. You know what I mean? And I think for people who don't want to get vaccinated, they're so afraid of the vaccine that you could tell them almost anything, any crazy alternative explanation or take this horse pill or, uh, you know, take, uh, you know, this other that will be more comforting to them because in their gut, they don't want to get vaccinated. And so no matter how bizarre the alternate explanation or alternate view is, it's more comforting somehow to say, see, I knew it. All y'all right. government people and media people were lying to me the whole time. All of y'all are liars. You can lean into that because then you are justified in not taking the vaccine. Yeah, because people over the over this past you know couple of years, what we've heard about silver, bleach, so many other things that Man. people have leaned into, and hydroxychloroquine, know, hydroxychloroquine. I mean, it's it's just been one thing after the other. That's yeah. an alternative to the simple thing this to just taking this vaccine. And listen, I am one, and and you know we've talked about this for a long time. You, you too had uh-huh. your doubts in, and you talked about this on your show in the beginning. Big doubt. Because I felt like it was rushed and it was being pushed by the Trump administration who I just did not trust yeah. at all. Yeah. Right. So and we talked way, about this, Jackie, remember at the time about it. we had, this was in our Twitter threads. You know, we have, we have a Twitter thread in which we talk a lot. We talk, we went back and forth about whether we would do it yeah. because the, the reality is you put Trump plus 
Come on. Inject something in you. And yeah. he already done told you inject bleach in you. Yeah. And you telling me that he's going to turn around and say inject. So I get being skeptical of it. But I think the, the problem I have with the way people are approaching it is that when they say do their own research, they're really not doing the real research because the real information is easy to find. And the, the you know, the, the, the science behind these vaccines is not new, it turns out. You know, it turns out this has gone back to the 1990s. This mRNA technology is not new at all. They just applied yeah. it to this this vaccine. So that's one thing. You know, all these other things people are saying, well, I had COVID, so I'm immune. That's not true. That's, that's easy true. to look up. But the, so if me, you were really doing your own research, you could look this up. In but they don't minutes. know how to do the research. They're going to the Dairy Queen and talking to people. You know, they're going <laughs> to the barbershop. They're outside the post office. Yeah. They're talking to this, this cousin and that person. Or celebrities or, are telling them. Or celebrities are telling them like Busta Rhymes. Right. Hello. So so it's like there's there's so much misinformation because they don't trust the scientists. They don't right. trust the government. And that is a problem. Yeah. But. Listen, even with them talking about this booster, I'm not excited. I didn't want to go and take the vaccine in the first. I didn't want to do it, but I knew based on the science, right? Based on what experts were saying that I would survive. You know, I had a better chance of surviving and living if I yeah. had the vaccine. I don't like to take any medicine. I'm with when you. I go to the doctor and they prescribe stuff to me. I'm like, what herbs can I take instead? <laughs> can I? Do I have to take the whole? I have to take all the animals. Let me get a clove like, of garlic and some ginger let instead. Me, I think that'll me, be better for let me. me, go, let me go. <laughs> so I'm I'm always a skeptic of those things. Yeah. So I was I'm not happy about the possibility of having to take a booster, and it is not comforting that they're having this debate. You know, with Should the CDC take and the government. Yeah. Should you even take it? Yeah. So that doesn't help. They need to get their facts straight. Yeah. With the government, that would help in, well, you know, because because listen, if if the Biden administration and the CDC did not months ago say, if you've been vaccinated, take off your mask, you're good. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, they, they should have not have done that because done now because now people who didn't want to take it are like, right. look, all those people who are vaccinated are getting it anyway. Right, right, right. Even and though you survive it. You know right. what I mean? You don't and get not that many people are getting it. That's, that's the other do your research yeah. thing, because very few people it's, who are vaccinated are getting it. And I think we're all because every, but every time somebody that has gets it, it has a breakthrough case that becomes a story. It's a C. I so mean, it yeah, because like more people are getting it, it than really are. And, and the other a lot of people that we know, like I know at least 10 people right in my circle, people right. that I know who have been vaccinated, who, who got have it gotten breakthrough right. cases. Yeah. You know what I mean? So as those numbers, as I see people around me, then that makes me say, yeah, OK, based on what I've been reading, based on what I've been hearing in the news, based on what I see, because I'm not just I'm looking everywhere. You know, I right. get up in the morning and I Google COVID and I see what's going on. Right. On all news sources. What what it says to me is, you know, still social distance. Wear your mask when you're in public. I'm not going out to dinner with people and, right. and eating inside. You know, I'm very, very and, careful and because a lot of the still learning a lot. Right. And a lot of those breakthrough cases are people who did that. I mean, I've heard of breakthrough cases, too. Yes. And then when you wheel, you dial it back and you find out what they were doing. Well, they did one indoor dining experience. They went to a exactly. party. They went yeah. to a concert. Right. So the thing is, if you're doing the whole bucket of things, masking, social distancing, continuing to keep your distance and continuing to do it all, you are much less likely to get it. But I will say one other thing that is that that, that does bother me a lot more than almost any of the rest of this mm. is these 
sons of bitches on the right. <laughs> who we're well, the, what we're you and it's I just some of bitches. These some of them, some of them bitches. <laughs> what we're talking about is a genuine skepticism that is that comes from someplace real and that's valid exactly. and that needs to be addressed with facts and that needs to be addressed with research and that needs to be addressed with you know doctors or someone intervening. That's legitimate. And those debates are painful and difficult and sometimes hostile and crazy, but they're actually legitimate. This shit on the other side, excuse my language, these people like Tuckums Carlson yeah. and, you know, what is his name? Davy Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, whatever his name is. These uh, people are coming along. Laura Ingrahams and all these people. Those people could give a damn about black people. They don't care about us. They, if, and they've even, been vaccinated. All of they're them vaccinated. are vaccinated. They're vaccinated. They're pushing people to get unvaccinated and they want to pull more black people into unvaccinated. Why? Because they want to be able to make this argument, which they've been trying to make without any facts to say that that barring unvaccinated people from getting on a plane or going in the store is the same as black people being denied entry into Woolworths back in the 50s. They want to try to make the analogy to make their people into the equivalent of black people in the 50s and say you're discriminating against them if you don't let COVID carriers into your store. That's what they want to do. And to do that, they need more black people to be anti-vaxxers. So they're grabbing on people like Nikki to use them. If they could deport Nicki Minaj, do you think they wouldn't have done it yesterday? They would deport her like that. (laughs) They believe in white replacement theory. So they believe people like her, who is an immigrant, right? They believe that she is the kind of person that the Democrats are recruiting into America to replace white people and make white people go extinct. I hope somebody tells her that. I hope that someone schools her on that. They would deport her like that. They would love to. They hate her music. They hate rap music. They hate hip hop. And I'm not really sure they don't just despise the fact that black people still here. White people brought us here and they still mad that we're here and that we are willing that we're speaking up and we want to vote. They're angry that we want to vote, Jackie. So these people are pretending they're on her side and boosting her. They don't even have one. They don't know one of her songs. It fits their argument. And like you said, it helps them pull more black people onto their side. That's right. To make them think they care about her. When they and don't. to get them, then they want to get them sick. It's like if they if they pull you over and you get sick, young black person that's a, a Nikki fan, that's a Barb. If they get you and pull you over and you get sick, they will not care about you. They will not do your stories when you're sick. You will not be in in Tuckum's A block. They won't mm-hmm. care if won't. you die. They're not gonna give two dams. That's unfortunate. But I know you have had your fair share of unicorns Ooh. over the past day, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm put a whole. I'm gonna have to put gold <laughs> on myself. But well, luckily, I, you know, I look, I have a thick skin, so you know, whatever. I and I appreciate the, all the love that I, I got. A, a lot of people who show support, you know, and I appreciate you. I appreciate because well, you were right, and, and you know, Rev Sharpton and everybody that backed me up. I appreciate the backative, but at the end of the day, I want to fight with that lady. I'm not in this to fight with that lady. You know, I appealed to her to try to use her social media for good. And that's all I have to say to her or about her. Which was fair. And it's, it's, it's to me, it's never good when two black women, no. um, high profile it. black women are going at it. There's no. always a better way um, to deal with our differences. All that's right. one way fight. I mean, I fight with our. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, stay tuned, everybody. Come up. We have a great guest. And we're going to talk about the Emmy Awards coming up this weekend. So keep it here.
Joining us now is our friend and, you know, play cousin, Chris Witherspoon, our brother and founder and CEO of the amazing app, Pop Viewers. And he is here to talk about the Emmys and so many other, anything he wants to talk about, he could bring to the table here because we just love him. How are you doing, Christopher? Christopher? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. One, I am missing my head wrap today. So that's problematic. Because y'all <laughs> Next feel time, like head, please bring your wrap. On. Yes. <laughs> and I, I cannot wait for this uh, episode because I heard y'all discuss Minaj before this. So hey, I oh, missed man. all the good tea, but I was listening <laughs> just for that. <laughs> Real. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm loving your Ooh. eyebrows. I, I I love the hat, but I hate for you to cover those brows. Don't cover those brows. Amazing. And they're natural. The thing they're natural. Look at that. that. Oh. I had thick brows oh, when man. I was like in high school. And then they started to like, you know, it's like they go after a while. I used to have thick yeah. brows. I have to put a pencil now. Yours are and natural. You know funny? When I was in college, you guys, I was teased about these brows so badly like my freshman year because I had a unibrow. I'll never forget a straight guy, a straight guy on my campus being like, yo, bro, your eyebrows, you guys are tweezing your eyebrows. And I was like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And and I realized that was a thing thing. So I began to thing, but now I'm really grateful to have these big old bushes. Hey. My caterpillars, my caterpillars. Your caterpillars. We love that. They are gorgeous. Okay, so the Emmys are this weekend. Um, last year they were virtual, right? Jimmy Kimmel was hosting this year. Cedric, the entertainer is hosting. What else can you tell us to expect from this show? Um, one thing I do think that ratings will be up this year. I feel like TV over Mm. the past year has really been a lifeline for so many people. Like you look at how much content we've consumed and how these shows have really been like our connection to other people. And like the one thing that we can talk about over our virtual drinks, our virtual dinners and kind of a agree upon that these shows are amazing but i think also diversity is big this year and diversity always means good ratings trust mm. me with that when you yeah. got some black folks showing up it's gonna be good ratings good yeah. speeches good fashion all of that so you have 37 black actors nominated this is huge wow. and overall 49 people of color so you're really seeing some history being made with the number of nominations and also i think it's so important for you guys to realize this sort of is the big moment for these tv actors and and the tv shows because normally you have this show then you have the golden globes in january where if you didn't win now you can win in january and this right. is the second time to kind of get in front of the audience but we're not having the golden globes so this is literally the big moment it is the big show and this award is, is going to kind of be the thing to kind of like parlay Wait, there's no golden globes at all as of right now, there's no Golden Globes. Ooh. There's no Golden Globes. NBC Put a pin in that and come back to could that. that could, yeah, come back to that. Because I want to talk about that. Okay, yeah. Well, they won't be televised. And I don't believe they're going to even have an award ceremony. There's so Ooh. much going on with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. NBC has pulled back on televising them. So they won't be televised. And there probably mm. won't be awards given out. But either way, this is the show. This is the moment for these TV stars. And they won't have another one until next year in September. Wow. Um, from some really great categories. I think some big moments to look out for is obviously Michaela Cole. I'm wearing a Michaela Cole t-shirt right now. Yes, I love her. Um, Because, you know, you think about the Golden Globes and part of the big backlash was the lack of Black nominees of -hmm. of shows that that deserve to be nominated. Not because they were Black, but the the quality of work was there. And Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You was one of those shows. Those sort of phenomenons. It had a global appeal to it. So she nominated for Best Limited Series, Best Actress in a Limited Series. And then Michael K. Williams, who our hearts broke collectively a couple weeks ago when we find out that he died. Um, Mm -hmm. 
But this is his first Emmy nomination. And really, he's the front runner. He was the front runner prior to him passing. But now he truly is the person to look out for. And then Lovecraft Country in general, I feel like it's Mm. one of those shows that, you know, people are mad it was canceled. And they got canceled before all these Emmy nominations. But now they have eight Emmy nominations. Uh, Journey Smollett and uh, Jonathan Majors are making history as the first Black people to ever be nominated for the same category or the the leading actor categories from the same show. Wow. So is it, is it possible that Lovecraft Country, because of all of the accolades, ends up getting another season? Yeah, why was it canceled? Why didn't they do a season two? HBO is very weird about that. Um, what was the show that got canceled last year? Regina, uh, Regina King's show of uh, The Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, that, well, that one also got canceled and they got all that Emmy. And love, that's crazy, that. by the way. Watchmen is the best series I've ever seen on television, period. What I think we're going to see happening more is these shows... The the network that airs them might have a shelf life or a term where they can actually hold the deal. But look at what happened to, uh, to Manifest. NBC canceled it. Right. It's aired and on. I think if Lovecraft were to leave HBO and go somewhere yeah. else, the momentum might be so that they're going to. You know what? Back. You know which other show happened? That happened with Warrior. So there, I'm, I love this series. If you guys haven't watched it, yet, it's so okay. good. It's based on um, so the writings of Bruce Lee. It's brilliant. And it talks about Chinese American immigrants who are like in these gang wars with these Irish American immigrants. It is genius. It got dropped by Cinemax and picked wow. up by HBO Max for. And so it's going to get a third season. So I'm wondering if the same thing might happen with these series that someone else just picks it up and goes with it because these are great series. They should go on. And I think that the reality is, and Netflix and all the streaming platforms have taught us this, viewers don't watch content in the window that is dropped. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there's this little tiny window where a show can be considered a a success in Hollywood because it's rated, because critics loved it, and because it was nominated. But the reality is, with all these streaming platforms, you might watch something that's been out for two years, and it it has this moment where it pops and fans are, are, you know, clamoring to watch it. Mm -hmm. People are really loving it, and then you have to rethink, okay, why do we cancel this? How do we find a way to bring this back and feed off this momentum that is helping our streaming platform? form be a really huge success. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I discovered Ted Lasso that way. People were harassing me. I think, Jackie, you were harassing me about Ted I Lasso. I was. Yes. And it took me two seasons. I, I watched it and it had already been two seasons in by the time I started binging it. And so good, right? And so good. And it's Game nominated, changer. right? I yeah. think there's a, in a big Jason way, Davis. right? Yeah. Oh, it's like the leading show. It has like some of the yeah. most uh, nominations. Also, uh, Anthony Anderson, who has mm. been nominated seven times. He really is the black Susan Lucci of the <laughs> Nominated seven times, has not has he won. Never won? Award. Has he He's never won? For, no, for best actor for Blackish. Wow. Wow. He's nominated in the same category seven times. Every time. Like, He's like not even excited about it anymore. But I think <laughs> this might be his night. And one other person that will make history potentially, and I think that they will, is RuPaul Charles. RuPaul. Yeah is going to make history if he wins at the most awarded Black artist in Emmy history. Wow. Tied. Right now he has 10 Emmy awards. He is tied with a brother named Donald A. Morgan, who's a cinematographer. If Rue wins, he will, or for Drag Race, he will be the most awarded Black artist for 11 uh, 11 Emmy in all time. It's pretty crazy. That is all. Is there a designation like GOAT for that? Because I know there's, is there a designation? Or what is the one where you've got an Emmy it's um, EGOT. An EGOT. EGOT. Is there an EGOT? EGOT. Is he doesn't something? have an Oscar or a... Gr- he might have a Grammy, but yeah. I don't think he has an Oscar. He doesn't have an Oscar. Oscar. But either way, I think That's it's just amazing. So incredible that that show, which is about diversity, celebrating marginalized audience, you yeah. know, the, 
the, the gay community, the yeah. community of color, the uh, trans community, the drag community has been able to cut through to all these critics and become something that can make this man, you know, an icon for another reason for being. Right. Yeah, for that's amazing. I love her. Yeah. yeah. And people leave that show and become stars, right? They really? And can it's we, a huge money can we make a pitch right now for RuPaul to come on and be a cousin and be on this podcast? Can we RuPaul? We're just going to make an appeal to you. Anybody who knows RuPaul out there. We really need Rue on here. I feel like that we would, would be love that. That would be so think, much fun. What's great about Rue, Rue has the podcast, but Rue as a guest, I've heard him a few times. He gives the best like interviews. He gets very personal. And yeah. I feel like when you get him, when you get a chance to actually interview him, he's very knowledgeable about a lot of things, but yeah. he also has these really incredible stories about folks he's met yeah. and sort of the different channels he's had to go through to just thrive and to make it in Hollywood. So he's a brilliant yeah. guest. I totally get him. Did Rue uh, do the Met Gala this year? Did he? Did he? Do- I, don't, I don't think he did. And okay. like, Rue has a rule now where he will only do drag if you pay him. So like mm-hmm. a lot of these shows will book him and want Rue to come on as Rue. No, and he comes. I do that. I've seen him. And play, he dresses just regular. He'll just, just very stylish. But a bald head and some glasses. Yes, 100%. Like, I've seen a lot track. of those appearances and I bet they were mm-hmm. expecting him to come up and drag. And he's like, no. Oh, no, he said it. He's like, listen, it takes me hours. Like, I think it's like six to eight hours to get everything taped back. You know, he tapes. He does a lot beyond makeup. And he has a certain standard to which he sort of lives up to. Even for SNL, when he hosted, he wasn't doing drag except for one time. It was a taped spot that taped, you know, days before. Yeah. Um, But throughout the show, he was giving you rules because he was like, ah, this, I have a certain standard. My drag takes hours. I don't understand reindeer games. I, I love that. that. I love I that. Love let's that. talk. Let's go back to the Golden Globes. Let's revisit Please. that. So I knew that NBC was pulling the show, or 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 they were like, until you make changes. So it's definitive. It will not air on NBC, and it's it may not even happen. Not it's an yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, the people like Ava DuVernay, Shonda Rhimes, so many folks that were a part of the boycott, Kerry Washington, that were a part of the boycott, have been in communication with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, but they feel like their internal audit and sort of what they've come back with is not good enough. Mm. So essentially, they're like, no, you know, you trying to say that you're going to bring some more diversity and inclusion to this group just isn't enough. And like the numbers that they're trying to, you know, put forth. So they're they're still digging their heels in. NBC has pulled out. And I think as of right now, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is sort of in shambles. They probably won't mm-hmm. give out awards this year. They, one, haven't onboarded these new Black members yet. Mm-hmm. And two, it's like their, their, their brand is sort of burned. I think for right now, they should take a, uh, take a beat, mm. bring in some folks that can really help, you know, with this crisis that they're in and then maybe come back next year. Because I will say I like watching that show as someone who has to cover yeah. the award circuit. The right. Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the Golden Globes in general, it's a time to be drunk. You know, everyone can <laughs> drink their at table. That is the drunk one. Kids are better. And I also like with the Golden Globes, you de- you do see more Black nominees and more Black people actually getting awards. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, from the TV side and the film side. And mm-hmm. I feel like it oftentimes can be that thing to get the Black artist to be uh, also nominated for Oscars a month later. So gotcha. we need that show to come back. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, right now, internally, it's a hot mess. It's a hot wow, mess. Wow, that's uh, a mess. Uh, I, uh, I got another question to ask you. I'm just throwing all sorts of curveballs since we have you here. But I got to ask you about this Montero debut because there's a lot of people talking about it. You know, I think Lil Nas X is a genius, obviously. Genius. He's a marketing genius. Period. But one of the controversies that we've heard is who he collaborated with and the fact that people are saying, well, not a lot of rappers collaborated with him. I know he has Elton John on the on the records. What do you make of the debut? Well, he's been criticized for black men in general. Right. But it's not him being criticized for because that's not his fault. Because he said they may not want to collaborate with me, you know, and that's not really on him. But his debut, I think, has been so smart the way he's rolled it out. He's had like the best two years of any debut rapper that I've seen in 10 years. I think that there are certain people, and I think Prince is one of them, that you can't put Prince into a category in terms of a genre of music, in my opinion. I feel like he is an artist. He is a a, a unique individual. He gives a song, but so much of what Prince was giving us was visual and vibes. And I feel like Lil Nas X is that. I don't think he's rap. I don't think he's country. I wouldn't try and put him in any category. I can tell you that boy is fearless. He is brave. He is a trailblazer. He's also very, very talented, I think, because so much of what this 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 sort of era of music is, is it is music, but it's message. And if you watch his MTV Awards um, performance, if you watch his BET Awards performance where he has all literally all background dancers are gay black men. You know, the MTV Awards, they're shirtless. I mean, it's just so groundbreaking. And like he's pushing and pushing and pushing the envelope. And I feel like the true legends like Elton John and others, they're that's what they're recognizing. Right. I think that's true. He is like a prince. Prince is a very good analogy for it because I think yeah. he is sort of defying he's in every kind of musical genre. stereotype. He's his own genre. He, but he, genre. to Chris's point, he speaks truth to power. I mean, what he has done, like dressing up, like go, taking you to a football locker room and having all pink uniforms. The sneakers, the blood sneakers. That live kiss between two men at the BET Awards. The BET Awards. He pushes every. He's like 12 years old. He's like 21, maybe. He's a kid. And I'll tell you something. He has a deal right now. I can't remember who it is. Some like, it's either Groupon or something like that. I saw a commercial. I believe that commercial sponsors now are recognizing that he has connected with this young generation of Gen Zers in a way that doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Uber Eats. It's Uber Uber Eats. It's Uber Eats. And they probably are are paying him millions of dollars. And I believe this next year, you're going to see more of these brands because the folks that are working at the brands are 27 year old kids who feel liberated by Little Nas X because he is doing his own thing. You're going to see more brands, more money. And Rihanna, look at Rihanna. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, Rihanna was kind of a pariah at one point in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Her music was about SM. It was about, you know, things that weren't so much commercially acceptable. Russian roulette. Except that when Madonna did it, it was okay. Sorry, Boom. go ahead. But she had all these tattoos. Rihanna had kind of become like one of these people who was a bad girl in the music yeah. industry. This is post Chris Brown. She kind of had, but yeah. look at what she's been able to do in terms of bringing that, sure. that brand, that loyal audience to follow any business still she does. That Fenty and, uh, is some good stuff. Now too, she let is me the just richest singer ever. She's a yeah. Do you it's think wild. she's done with music, Chris? No. What would you say if you had to say based on what you know? 
what I think is be, uh, Rihanna's probably done with performing, doing tours, which is, is very grueling. That is like oftentimes something that you're forced to do because yeah. that's how you really make the money is going around right. the country touring. I think Rihanna will give us albums and like maybe a Good Morning America performance once in a blue, you know, but I think <laughs> it'll be on her terms. The music will have a message. It'll be very powerful, but I don't think we'll see Rihanna going around the world exhausted doing a global world Doesn't tour. Have to. What I yeah. think her music, even her last album, Anti, she don't really tour a whole lot with that. It, right. was, it was an album that she really did. It felt for her fans mm-hmm. and her fans got the message. They unpacked every single lyric like it was the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that Rihanna knows they're waiting for that, but she's not looking for Grammy Awards or AMAs or yeah. even... No, I kind of I also love that feel like her. Cardi B is like that. I think she's so cute and so smart. And she's she's smart, too, because she's like creating an, an, a really African-American niche. I remember when she first came out, people sort of questioned that and said, well, is she using terminology that's like a black person? But she is like she's Dominican and she's very embracing of her African ancestry and trying to do like cute, new, interesting things. I think she's interesting, too. But I got to ask you, you can comment on that as well. But I got to ask you about Wendy Williams as well. So Ooh, okay. what is well, happening with Wendy? Okay. Start with start with with Cardi and then well, go to Wendy. I'll just say I co-sign what you're saying. I think that Cardi, a lot of people looked at Cardi when she first came out as a gimmick. I interviewed Cardi yeah. years ago at the Grio when she was on Love and Hip Hop. And I knew then I was like, you you know what you are doing. She does. She had a lot of black people around her then. She is a she grew when you grow up in Washington Heights and in Inwood, you are a, a stone's throw away from Harlem. You know right. what I mean? So you're you're literally a part of like you're sort of considered black in many ways, even though yeah. you might be white skinned. When you walk around certain parts of the city, you still, you know, ain't white. Well, and you know Dominicans I mean? basically are they have African ancestry anyway. Well, tell Lynn Manuel um well he's Puerto Rican. He's Puerto Rican, he's so Puerto he's Rican. different. But yeah. I no, I'm just saying I, we're I, in the I, heights. I we're in the heights the whole mark on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Wendy Williams, you guys, first up, prayers for her because it's yeah. scary right now. I mean, if yeah. you have been following the news, um, you know, read out fans or read this, read that fans. Um, it's all one Wendy, thing. What you say? It's all one thing. It's all one it's thing. All one, it's all one thing. No, Wendy <laughs> postponed her show. It's supposed to come back um, September uh, 20th uh, next yeah. week. I was going to come on Tuesday to do a fall movie preview. Um, she postponed her show um, due to health reasons. We didn't really know why. But then last week she revealed, or this week, she revealed that she has COVID-19, a breakthrough case of COVID-19. So that means that you were vaccinated and right. you got COVID-19, right? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, but then there's reports right now that she's hospitalized. So um, I don't know. These reports have not been substantiated. She's not put out a release from her camp, but it's scary. It's very scary because Wendy, her show is very grueling. They yeah. oftentimes film more than once a day. And she has been battling lymphedema and Graves disease. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think it's 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 very touch, it's, it's very touch and go and scary right now. Yeah. Well, we we are we send out our prayers to her Definitely. and her loved ones. Now I want to ask you about one more thing. Um, before we have to, before Joanne has to run off to do her show. And that is, you know, I I love pop viewers. You know, whenever I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to watch on the weekend, whether it be, you know, TV or movie, I I do always look because I'm a big T, I'm always watching some. So I want to know what you are looking forward to as far as TV or movies for the fall, but specifically TV. And have you seen anything any pilot or anything from the new show on ABC? Is it Queens with Brandy? Oh my God! And uh, E, like yeah. I, what? Oh God! Tell her, tell her, Chris, tell her. What? Okay, so there's a show coming out. It's with Brandy, 
Eve. I think it's Queen Latifah behind it. Notori Naughton. Notori Naughton. It basically is a show about, I think, a 90s girl group who was popping in the 90s, kind of Destiny Child S. And then they are now coming back together in their 40s, I want to say, late 30s, um, early 40s, trying to have like a reunion tour. Um, Just make it again. I think it's it's the perfect vehicle. It's going to be on Fox. So part of it is like, I kind of want to watch this show commercial free on Netflix. I know. You know, because like I can really eat it up then. But I feel like that cast in general, it's going to bring the heat. That's going to be amazing. I'm also about Wonder Years. That's coming out since an old black cast, Don Cheadle. Time period. Yeah. Yeah, Don Cheadle. There's a lot to unpack there. And I also feel like it's on ABC and ABC knows, or sorry, Hulu. But I feel like Hulu knows how to allow black creators to go places that are uncomfortable, you mm-hmm. know, sort of like blackish. So I feel like yeah. 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 Real authentic black experiences. And then Colin Black and White coming to TV. That is yeah. the Colin Kaepernick series. Ava uh, from Ava DuVernay about his childhood and what he went through, oh. you know, being uh, biracial. He, he's, he's biracial. Yeah, yeah he's biracial, biracial. Yeah. Um, all that he's gone through. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And that's called what's that one years, called? If Colin? anybody is Colin in black and white. Right. OK. Yes. Colin but I was going to say about the Wonder Years. Dulé Hill is also a part of that. And if anybody watched the Wonder Years years ago. I did. With Fred Savage as the little boy, he is now one of the producers on the show. And but now the cast is all black. But I think it's interesting, Chris, that it's in the same time period. That is oh. in the sixties, right? But yep. it's a it's a black boy as the main character, black family. Dulé Hill is his father. I mean, I can't. I'm so. Excited. And what what network is that on? I got to get on my phone and save that. No, no, you said really? it's Hulu. I think it's Hulu. Hulu? I think it's oh, that's you on Hulu. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna watch that. That's gonna and be also. No, no, go, go. No, also coming to um, ABC or no Fox uh, next Tuesday is a show called um, Our Kind of People. (gasps) So it stars Jaga da Costa, Morris Chestnut, who keeps getting more fined by the, I don't know what that man's doing. He keeps looking better every single year. He does. Um, And it's a show about affluent black people. I'm so, so, I think it's like, where are they? Is it based on the book? Because there's a book called Our Kind of People. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's a bit based on that book, which I read, which is really interesting. Is it good? Okay. Yeah. Well, Lee Daniels is behind this. So that should be uh, really, really good. Yes. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Cause yeah, that's about, and that's what I loved about that book when it came out and there had really not anything been a, a, like it before. Cause it did delve into the fact that there have for a long time been a group of affluent black people and they just lived this sort of separate kind of world and Martha's Vineyard is where they come together. So if they're making yeah. a series out of it, I'll watch it. It's very oh, interesting. It's um, uh, and I, I think y'all, Yaya DaCosta, who was on America's Next Top Model, who's in this, is a great actress. She was in the Wendy, I'm sorry, Whitney Houston biopic on Lifetime. Yeah. But she's really an incredible actress. So I'm looking out for that. And she's also the most Chicago Med every Wednesday night on NBC. That's my girl. Come on, NBC plug. Come on, NBC plug. Um, Something else I'm excited to see that I haven't watched yet, but it's coming to Netflix November 29th. It's called Passing. And that stars Tessa Thompson and Ruth uh, Nega. From the movie Loving, the Loving Story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in black and white, and it's a movie about these women in like the flapper era who literally decided to pass for white. 
Oh. Based on a book. Yeah, so it's the yeah. Afghanistan black woman. Yes. The past for white in like the 1920s, I want to say. That was an era oh. when they would have when they were doing that. Yeah. Ooh, what? This is going to be an Oscar nom. In my Where opinion. is that going to be? It's going to be on Netflix November 20 North. As a oh, movie. I'm watching that. Yes, okay. Yeah, that that's is a, a fascinating movie. topic. If that's you guys have ever read a lot about it. Actresses. It's probably based on the book Quicksand and Passing, I wonder. Because Quicksand and Passing is sort of the definitive book about black people who pass in the early in the early 20th century and it's fascinating because a lot of times you did it and it, you you risked your life to pass realize if you got busted and you were in a relationship let's say with a white man and you as a black woman were passing for white that man might beat you to death if he found out that you were that you were black and don't forget the time that you know the old time favorite of passing imitation of life child imitation, imitation of life oh my god imitation that's what I'm about to imitation of life when she ran up to that casket it was like oh. I mean come on I was when like, she went to go pick her right. up when a girl went to go pick when the mama went to pick her up in school and she was she so embarrassed. Miami. Oh my God. That Ooh. movie, when it comes Wasn't to Wasn't Mahalia Jackson in the end of it singing, singing at the funeral? Singing at the funeral. Oh. At the funeral. Oh. That part Ooh, has that, To me, when it listen. comes to trying to pass, that is listen. One but people down. did it. Be- and you think about how many white people in America have no idea that their lineage yeah. is that they are actually black people. Yeah. And they don't know. There was a there was a there was a, a, um, a, a TV a documentary about a guy who his family had passed since like the 1920s, and he comes to find out this because he finds that he has a first cousin who's black, like our complexion black, and he was shocked because he found out that his strain of the family just passed into whiteness, and they just passed right in. And his never life looked be back. Easier for them in this country. Yes. I mean, I interviewed this comedian who did a a really a small docu series on this on her own family, and she had been hearing these rumors about you know white family that she had out you know in the in on the west on north you know northeast rather, um, and she never met them. They would never come to family reunions, and it was like her her aunt married a guy that was white and they left and she had, I mean, they were, you know, she had people that were black, but they happened to be lighter skin okay. and they had a whole family of kids like our age, Chris's age, a whole, and she did a documentary going out to meet her family as a black woman going to meet them. I mean, there, there there's so many stories. If, like if you ever want to go in a wormhole on, on alleged passing, read about if uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, and Babe Ruth. We and talked Babe about Ruth. Babe Ruth on this and show. Babe Ruth, I believe it. I'm sorry, but wait, the Babe wait Ruth thing. Show Andres. He's obsessed with Babe Ruth and Babe in Ruth. right now. So yeah, show show Andres pictures of young Babe Ruth and tell what? me that it's not just a, he just looked like earlier. a black dude. No, I'm sorry. Look at young pictures of Babe Ruth, right and he now. was obsessed with black players and of boosting and helping black players. And in that era, for a supposedly white man to be going and get, getting photographed with and playing baseball with young black kids and really obs- and really fixating on black players and making them successful. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's very. And then the other one, um, there's there's a few been a few cases. There's but so every, many. I mean, it's yeah. it's 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 a tale as old as time. Definitely. Chris, let me ask you about this movie because yes. chances are you have seen this movie, and I'm obsessed. Okay. I cannot wait. Is it the harder they fall with the one oh. with Idris? Have you seen it? I have not seen it. I have not seen it. Have you seen it, Jackie? No, I've only okay. seen wait, the what trailer. Is it? What is Netflix, it? What is it? Tell her, tell her. Yeah, Netflix is close is holding this one very like close to the head. But I will get a screening and I will make sure I bring all the tea here first before I go anywhere else with it. Thank you. But it stars Regina King, Idris Elba, Jonathan Majors, Delroy Lindo, and Lakeith Boyd. 
uh, sorry, Lakeith Stanfield. And it's it's, it's basically a the black Western. Western. It's a black Western. And Regina King, oh. I feel like they're going to get revenge on somebody. I and, saw the trailer. Yes, yes I've seen the trailer. It, that looks so good. I think that could be an Oscar contender. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait to see that. You're absolutely right. Like, I've seen the trailer for that. Basically an outlaw who discovers his enemy is being released from prison. So yeah. he brings all of his gang back together to go see. Yes. And Regina so King, like, I think, executive produced it and is in it, right? Yeah, and, and something it, like that. Yep, she stars in it. She stars in it, She's and in. it comes from Overbrook Entertainment. So Will and uh, Jada are yes. behind it as a production company. So you know it's going to be fire. I'm oh, you know you, that's going to be fire. It's going to be fire, and I feel like this is one that they'll probably put in theaters for two or three weeks, and also because you know the way it works for Oscar nominations, you have to release in theaters for two weeks. Okay. And if you're going to put it on Netflix, then they can go to Netflix. So I think it'll be in theaters as well as on Netflix. Mm. Yeah. Well, I got one to recommend to you guys this weekend. We just interviewed um, the the PBS uh, documentary about Muhammad Muhammad Ali airs this weekend, and I hope that you guys will check it out. I can't wait to check it out because this is probably the most extensive Muhammad Ali documentary. It's by uh, the PBS. Oh my God, my brain is breaking. My brain is breaking. Ken Burns. Ken, Ken Burns. Burns. It's by Ken okay. Burns. We had Ken Burns on last night, along with Rashida Ali uh, on the readout, and he's oh. brilliant. He's obviously one of the greatest documentary filmmakers ever. And I just realized I'm like yesterday old when I found out the guy who does all his voiceovers is the pastor from Greenleaf. Oh my God, I didn't know that. I had all Keith, of his voiceovers Keith something, in. Um, I can't think of his name. Keep Keith something. is his first name. That is the guy who does all the voiceovers when you hear that deep, rich baritone in all those Ken Burns documentaries. Oh, really? He passed the green leaf. Oh my God. He was also in the Cinderella and the, no, the, the, the Princess and the Frog. Keith David. Keith David. Keith, Keith David. David. Keith David. Yes, yes. that's who yep. does the document. I've always wondered who did those brilliant voiceovers for him, and it was it's, it's him. It's past degree. Uh, what do you think is the thing that audiences will learn new about Muhammad Ali in the documentary? So hmm. apparently they get deep into his pol- his politics, which I think people know a lot about. But also they get they had they found footage of his family life. And this is stuff that we really hadn't gotten before. His uh, sort of okay. personal life and his him with his kids and him with his wives and sort of knowing him as a human being. I think we know more about him as a larger than life figure, but yep, they yep. apparently found all of these photos, even that his daughter had never seen before. They found wow. pictures of her, of her dad with her that she had never seen before. So apparently he dug in and found a lot of like personal things about him and personal things about his family life. So uh, okay. it's going to be fascinating. I think it should be good. And if it's Kim Burns, you know, it's going to be good. Oh my God. You know, one last film, speaking of mm-hmm. athletes for like, if, if we're doing a fall entertainment preview, please. King Richard, <laughs> King Richard coming out November 15th about yes. Venus's father played by Will Smith. Oh. You know, Will Smith can be hit or miss sometimes these days with the acting of it all. Yeah. But I, I think this film is going to be his Oscar nomination, probably his Oscar okay. win. It, oh. it looks that good. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. Speaking of, speaking of uh, Will Smith, I know he just named the actor who is going to play in the dramatic version of The Fresh Prince. Yeah. He oh, just yeah. like surprised him on it. Do we know when that's going to I know they went through some changes with production companies or where it was going to be. Have you heard anything from that? I know they haven't started production yet, but I'm just ex- I'm so excited about this project. You know, um, I don't know about. when it's going to come out. It's going to come to Peacock. I do know okay, that. Okay, yeah, okay. So we can ask internally some MB, some NBC folks. Oh, and yes, we can. Boy, our good friend, Timby, Timby's uh, husband, Hank, is writing on the show. 
Oh, so he, he's kind of he's I mean, we we talked at her party and he was saying that it's going to be lots of drama and it is it's dark. It's not it's not Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. You know, Will Smith coming in with the taxi and your home. Yeah. It is it is it is something that will make you, I believe, probably cry and get emotional. You know, and this yeah, is going to be on Peacock. So this is Peacock, Peacock finally getting yes. a series. It's yep. a full drama. Yeah. Interesting. Based on based on this filmmaker, up and coming filmmaker who made the trailer. To, to reimagine Fresh Prince as a drama, did a trailer. Will Smith, it went viral. Will Smith yep. saw it and was like, let's do it. I love this because I thought it was a straight remake and I was a little bit hesitant with it, but no. this makes me want to watch it. Oh, you have to find that trailer. I'll send you a link, but I know oh, we this makes go. me want to watch it. It is always so wonderful to have you on Read This, Read That. Yeah. You got to come back more often now that it's a award season. You I'm just down. I am down to be here every, whatever you need me, whenever you, you need are me. always welcome, oh, cousin Chris. We love you. And one day we're going to have to make you bring Prince Andres. I need my, I need oh, my I'm baby. down. Listen, he, he is ready. He's ready for his primetime close up. No. And Let he got the cute God. eyebrows too. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> got it from his daddy. <laughs> from his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Thank you we so love you, Chris. much. Thank y'all you, download Pop Viewers so you can figure yes. out what to watch. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right, Miss Jackie. Well, that was fun. I'm excited. Now I have a whole bunch of stuff to watch. Because, and I really have to say, and not even just because I love Chris and I love pop viewers. It really is helpful to be able to go on something to, because otherwise I got to bug your ass. <laughs> I'm on like, there Dang. once a week because, you know, I'm like always trying to find something new yes, to watch. And I am blessed to be in a relationship with someone who is the same. <laughs> so we're always watching stuff together and sending each other trailers for this and that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I always appreciate Chris. We have to have him on more. So, OK, real quick, because I know you got to go. What are you going to do for you this weekend? Well, go back to the mall (laughs) and redo my organizational plan. (laughs) What are you going to do with the measurements? With the measurements, and they're going to be in a notebook. Okay. Okay. Bravo. I cannot wait to get this update on our next show. I am going to go to another farmer's market. You know, I've been doing a series of videos for Purple Carrot, the company that I get my meal kit deliveries from, um, for their YouTube channel. I've been doing a series of videos, going to different farmer's markets, buying things and coming home and cooking something. So I've been doing these. It's been so much fun. I love and so I'm this. going to another farmer's market this weekend and cooking. Girl, you know, being a vlogger is a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot. Of, thank you. It's a lot of work. It is like, not easy. It's not. No, it's and you and the thing about it is you have you you the pressure to keep the content coming because yes. you know you start to realize, oh no, people are actually counting on new content. Yes. You can't just rest on the content that's there. You got to keep adding. But you know, you and I, when we shoot things as journalists, you know, there's a producer sometimes involved. Right. There's a photographer involved. Right. But when you're vlogging, when I'm out at these farmers markets, girl, it's, it's just you. me. It's so you. I'm like talking to myself, holding <laughs> my camera. It's it, it's like I have to adjust to it, and then yeah. I'm shooting my own B-roll. <laughs> it's but I'm but I'm learning so much, and I'm loving it. Um, and, and so it really is good. So that's what I'll be doing this weekend. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm excited for you. Have a wonderful time. It's purple carrot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of read this, read that. Be sure to subscribe, tell a friend, follow tell us friend. on social media at read Please. this, read that, and just come on back. Come more. on back.
And make sure that you also follow uh, Cousin Jackie Reed at Vegan Sexy and Cool. Vegan Sexy Cool. Uh, and you can do that all over social media and online. Please do that. Yes, Good do. And please support our friend Joy Ann Reed on the readout. And watch Monday it. Friday on yes. See? Skip Jeopardy a couple nights and watch it, damn it. <laughs> ain't, no need, ain't no need to watch Jeopardy. Ain't no need to watch ain't Jeopardy. Ain't no need now. to watch Jeopardy. They ain't doing right. They ain't, they doing, ain't right. doing right. You might as well watch me instead. I'll ask some questions. I'll say some things in the form of a question, too. Come damn on. It. You can do that because it's your show. Because it's my show. <laughs> All right. I'll see. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>